The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So, um, I hope you enjoyed what we've been sharing and um, in Sangha um, in the past hours. Now I'm going to be talking um, about the other types of speech that um, the Buddha told us about uh, abstaining from them. Um, And I will also share with you um, how how to do cultivation of reconciling conflicts. Now, the way in which I want to do this is we're going to integrate some of the things that Judy talked about in the morning and what we talked about shared from our exercise. So as I start talking, Judy talked about being mindful when we're speaking and when we're listening. And I told her to ring the bell, to have a bell of mindfulness, a random bell of mindfulness while I talk to you about uh, the next subjects. So that moment, what I want um, to, to offer to you is to take one breath once you hear the, the, be- the bell, and I will continue speaking after, after the bell. It, I may come back to the same point where I left it, or I may start again on, on other topic. We'll see how it goes. Um, so, let's see. Let me find here, where am I? Um, so, another, uh, Judy uh, spoke about how we can, um, speak the truth and abstain ourselves or abandon a false speech. Um, the other type of speech that the Buddha talked about, and he talked again about it from the perspective of absence, absence of um, doing this, this speech, is slander or divisive speech. And this speech is the kind of speech that um, that create divisions, that separates people, um, that separate one person from another, or 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 one group from another. Um, there is with with this type of speech, there is like a premeditated. Like a like a premeditated intention of doing that action of separating. There may be uh, motives of um, resentment, resentment for others, or there may be um, a anger, or there may be a, a, a sense of discomfort 
uh, for the success of others. And in one way or another, it degrades the dignity of another human being. It, it denigrate, uh, degrades um, maybe even the It denigrates um, how we hold the presence of that person. I want to share with you from Bhikkhu Bodhi's uh, book what he says about how to abstain from this type of speech. It says... What he or she has heard, he or she does not repeat there, so as to cause dissension there. And what he has heard there, he or she does not repeat here, so as to cause dissension here. An example of this may be sometimes when we go and visit someone, our parents or friends during the holidays, if, if you celebrate um, holidays, um, however you celebrate them, um, you go and visit someone and um, you hear all the stories of everything that has been happening throughout the year and um, someone speaks bad of, of someone else and then you come back home and you tell your significant other all the stories that you heard, all the bad things that you heard, and, oh, my gosh, I, you know, it's just terrible what has been happening. Do you believe this? And so forth. So um, that's an example. Bhikkhu um, Bodhi continues saying, does this person unite those that are divided and those that are united, he or she encourages. Concord gladdens, gladdens him. He delights and rejoices in concord. And it, is, and it is concord that he spreads by his words. So um, that is slander or divisive speech. And Bhanti G, Bhanti Guratanarana, he mentions that even if it is true, and I remember someone mentioned, uh, was asking, what about if it is true and it's still, you know, you think you're going to hurt someone? We'll talk a little bit more about that throughout uh, the rest of the day. Um, but one thing in regards to that, that Bhanti G says, is even if it is true, if the intent if the intention is to cause harm, it is malicious speech. Um, and, and we'll come back to that with um, reconciliation of, of conflicts. Um, 
sometimes, you know, when we are talking in all these different ways that sometimes we say, oh, we start thinking how we can change, how this can change. It keeps coming back. We keep doing this, how, how, how we can stop. And we do that through our mindfulness practice. Like we're using the bell right now. It bring us to the present. We come back to the present. And we keep practicing so that our mindfulness gets stronger and um, we're more present and more aware of what we say and how we say it when we speak to others. So there's a deep transformation for this type of speech. There's a deep transform, transformation um, for it to stop. The other type of speech that I want to talk to you about is uh, harsh speech and how, um, how we can avoid abstaining of using harsh speech. Um, first, we have to understand what it is so that we recognize it and, and then we say, okay, I'm going to stop speaking this way. Uh, for everything, what is, you know, to notice it, to recognize it, that is part of our mindfulness practice. Harsh speech um, creates pain to the one who is hearing it, and it can assume different forms. And I, I can see myself, I, can, I, I remember some, some times that I've um, engaged in harsh speech and have regretted after um, one is uh, sarcasm. Um, sometimes I use the sarcasm as, as a way to calm myself down, but really it doesn't feel good still in the body. M maybe making a joke or, you know, instead of saying to someone, um, why, you know, since you uh, speak so loud, maybe, maybe, um, do you do something outside work that, you know, you, you, you have fun, like yelling, maybe you're in a team and you're, you know, giving them encouragement or, but really what I want to say is, can you low down your tone or, you know, but with the tone and the words that I, you know, use, it could be sarcastic, and maybe it doesn't land in, 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 in a way that um, will be a beneficial nourishing for that relationship. Um, another way is an insult, is um, insulting people. And uh, we can do that in, in very subtle ways. When we're driving and we're in a hurry and we want to get to somewhere, especially to IMC to meditate, I've, been, I, I've done that. 
you know, I'm still, okay, oh, I'm running late. Um, and, and there's sometimes, like, you know, the person in front of you is, like, driving slowly and, like, why this person doesn't, you know, and you start beeping the horn and, you know, that's another way of, another language, you know. Um, sometimes we yell things, you know, outside the window and, and so forth. So um, the root of this type of speech is uh, anger. And in my experience, impatience. Impatience uh, starts growing and, and it becomes anger. It's impulsive. This is the one that we sometimes, when you are maybe in a heated conversation with a loved one, you say something and maybe you say, oi, you just suddenly feel like your stomach, like, or your belly. Well, your stomach is in your belly, right? Uh, everything in your body just contracts. And um, you just like, oh, I, I regret saying that. Um, so the key here is patience. Patience is, is, is the antidote, is, is an useful, and it is one actually of, of the ten paramis of one of the, um, within Buddhism, now I see myself going into idle chatter, which I'm going to talk a little bit more, um, going into story. Um, let's see what um, Bhikkhu Bodhi uh, says um, in terms of... Um, the Buddhist um, teachings, what the Buddha says and what Bhikkhu Bodhi mentions in his book. He or she avoids harsh language and abstains from it. He speaks such words as are gentle, soothing to the ear, loving, such words as go to the heart and are courteous, friendly, and agreeable, to many. So when I read that, there were two things that uh, got my attention. Was one was soothing to the ear, loving, loving, and then the other one agreeable to many. Not agreeable to all. Agreeable to many, and. Um, Loving, then I thought, um, well, what about when I, what I say, which has happened, what I, what, what I say is not something that the other person would like? How does that land? Um, and uh, we will talk a little bit more about that when, when we go into reconciliation of conflicts. Um, the other type of speech is idle chatter or idle speech. And this is the pointless talk. This is, this is the talk that, that I... This is um, the talk that, that I do when I am bored sometimes. 
I'm like, oh, let me call a friend. And I don't have anything to say, but I just like start talking about the weather and and what I'm eating and and blah 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 and and you know it's like get nothing done at home or wherever I'm at. Um there's for some reason in the body I, I I don't feel connected. That's one of the things within mindfulness, mindfulness of the body. There's um I, I there's some kind of disconnection. Still talking to the person that I want to oh let me see how she or he is doing. I'm not feeling connected. Um it lacks purpose and um communicates maybe nothing of value now one thing um just to to say this and i I like that bantiji mentioned it in his book is that there's sometimes we do use some loving idle uh speech he calls it um to soften maybe if we're talking to children or or to help balance some type of energy in a heated discussion that maybe, you know, we say something to kind of balance the energy. And it all goes back to intention. All goes back to intention. Before I was, when calling my friend, I was really trying to connect. No, the intention was looking back to at it is, oh, I'm bored. I, I, I'm just feeling the space here. Um, is that useful for me? Maybe not. Um, the last one that um, I want to talk about is gossip. And we mentioned gossip uh, when, uh, as part of the exercise. Um, and gossip can entail, it can include the whole range it can um, include malicious speech. It can include idle speech, harsh speech. And um, especially when we are um, engaging in unskillful third-party talk. Maybe we are uh, talking to someone else about someone that is not present. And someone um, that is not present and we notice we are venting or we are blaming or um, we are calling this person all these different names. Um, So, um, gossip. And again, if it is true or not, what comes down is uh, what, what we can ask ourselves sometimes if we're not sure is, is this causing harm? Does does this harm someone else in, in or myself or the person that is listening to in, in any way? I'm um, um 
well, let me, let me stay here. Another way of uh, gossiping also is um, thinking about how we do it. Minimizing or maximizing, for example, um, when I started um, the, our conversation, our sharing earlier, I started by um, one of the things I said was, I emphasize, we want to emphasize you to relax. There's a, a kind of a different quality. If I take that word emphasize out and I say, and I encourage you to relax, just to listen and, 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 and take whatever, whatever is useful to you. There's, there's a difference in the tone of my voice the difference of that word emphasize versus encouraging it may be land, it may be listened to you by you in a different way. Um, so, with that, uh, I want to um, no, I leave Biku Body's book there. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about cultivation of reconciling conflicts. And um, one thing that got my attention from the readings and, and that it comes to me frequently is this, this question about when to, talk and, uh, when to talk and how to talk. Even though regardless of whether my words would be unwelcome and disagreeable or welcome and agreeable to others. And this is something that Bantiji also mentioned in his book, that the Buddha talked regardless of uh, whether his words would be unwelcome and disagreeable or welcome and agreeable to others. What he encouraged us to do is what um, Judy mentioned in her talk. Um, is it useful? Is it kind? Is it um, timely, kind, useful or beneficial, kind, and... And respectful. Um, hmm? Oh, okay. Okay. So, when we are having difficulties and we want to, to start some type of reconciliation or, or understanding with other person, or talking about... Um, uh, topics that we know that are un uncomfortable to talk about. Um, for example, one thing that comes to mind is what has been happening throughout the throughout the U.S. through through the United States with uh, Ferguson and with um, the the other um, young man in uh, Arizona or in New York or. Um, 
and also difficult conversations in our families throughout the entire U.S., <laughs> throughout the entire world. So there are difficult, difficult encounters that we know that would be really beneficial to engage in, to start a conversation, how we can do that. If we use what um, Judy talked about um, and we practice mindfulness, that may be a beginning to set a foundation, to set a, a, an intention of understanding and um, to start those type of conversations. Um, and within that, you know, to, to take ownership, ownership of what we say and how we say it. Um, I read somewhere that of the message or what, of the message or what we want to convey to another person, 7% of, the, of how we impact, how we impact that person, 7% is in the words, 38% is in the tone of voice, the tonality, 50, 55% of what is seen what Judy talked about, the, the body language, um, how we also speak in other, wor in, in other ways. Um, so I want to close um, with this beautiful, I, this is an excerpt of one of... Um, also, uh, the Buddha's uh, teachings. Um, when for one who speaks of what has been heard, what has been sensed, what has been cognized, unskillful mental quality qualities increase and skillful mental qualities decrease. Unskillful mental qualities increase, and skillful mental qualities decrease. Then that sort of thing should not be spoken about. But when for one who speaks of what has been cognized, what has been sensed, unskillful mental qualities decrease, and skillful mental qualities increase, then that sort of thing should be spoken about. So, um, I hope that these, whatever serves you that um, you take with you and um, thank you so much for listening um, so now
Now we are going to um, go back into groups to cultivate and nourish uh, how we share within our Sangha and how also we speak in groups and uh, apply everything uh, or some of the things that we have been talking about. So if you want, you don't have to be in the same group. Um, it's up to you if you want to go back to groups of five. That would be great. Okay, so the question that we are going to, or or is is it's kind of a reflection, exploration, not not a question um, that we are going to be talking about in the groups is the following: Describe a time when you consciously brought people together in a group or witnessed someone else doing so. Let me read it again. Describe a time when you consciously brought people together in a group or witnessed someone else doing so. Okay. 